0: Hello
1: and welcome to another episode of Talking Bollocks! That's right, it's your favourite metal podcast with myself, Howard H. Smith. I am your host of this podcast. I am also lead singer of UK thrash band Acid Rain. New album came out... September last year and has gone down pretty damn well so check that one out The Age of Entitlement I'm also a stand-up comedian of 25 years 25 years in the business you can check out some of my comedy on YouTube as the character Keith Platt also at keithplatt.co.uk and I runs this ear podcast welcome welcome back if you're a regular listener a bollocker and if it's your first time welcome there are hundreds of episodes to get through if you want to sign up and speaking of which, you should in your podcast player see a live link that says support this podcast if you tap that, it'll take you straight to my Patreon page where you can sign up for $5 a month, get this podcast early, get loads of exclusive access which you'll be hearing about later and lots of behind the scenes stuff as well, it's just $5 a month come and join me, patreon.com forward slash Howard H or just tap the support This podcast link in the podcast description in your player unless you're on Spotify because they don't allow live links boo to them. So today is a special. It is a quadra special. And, uh, because it's a pretty special album, let's be honest. Now, these interviews, and I say interviews because this one is with Derek, and then I'll be following up again in a couple of weeks with Andreas, and then a couple of weeks after that it'll be Jens uh, Bogren, who is the producer of the album. So these took place um, in and around March of this year and we've just been waiting uh, to get the right time to uh, to put these out for everybody to get them into your ears and now is indeed the right time so um, I don't want to I don't want to make this all about me I want to make it all about Sepultura their amazing album and exactly what they've got to talk about um, I remember this conversation very very well Derek and I had a really good time he um, was very generous with his time, stayed behind to answer uh, fan questions, which you will be getting in this episode as well. Um, So I, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did doing it. Here is Derek and I having a chat back in March.
0: Hello. Hello
1: there, Derek.
2: Can you hear me, Howard?
1: I can hear you clear as a bell. You're coming through
2: beautifully. Ah, great. Fantastic.
1: I know the the technology works. We can we can get on with it
2: now. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, oh yeah,
1: yeah. It's, well, especially at the moment as well, with everybody, you know, with, with everybody yeah. using similar apps and everyone trying to communicate at the same time, it um, gets a bit hairy at times.
2: Oh, absolutely. So, what's going on?
1: Well, you know, do you know what? <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> Um, filming filming stupid lockdown videos inspired by your uh, your isolation video
2: oh right right on right on
1: um, uh, yeah we we, we did um, yeah we did a, 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 um, uh, basically it's us just being idiots um, we have a slightly different Acid Rain is a slightly different uh, image to Sepultura so um, yeah we uh, we just acted like idiots and um, uh, yeah it looked it was...
2: like a lot of fun. I was able to watch a bit of it, so it looked like a lot of fun.
1: Oh, cool, man! Thank you. Yeah, no, it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we we literally had nothing else to do, so um, you know, it was um, it, it, it had to be done. Um, have I just noticed? Do you you guys are doing quite a quite a few of these um, isolation videos now, aren't you? You're getting like yeah. you're the masters at it.
0: The the whole
2: idea is really to have every Wednesday a Sepultura Wednesday. So we call it Sepultura Quarta. Um, Quarta is Wednesday in Portuguese. So Quarta is four. And that's the whole thing surrounding the the new album is four. Uh, The number four, four members in the band, you know, the four horsemen, you know, the significance of numbers and... uh, four being a very powerful number so we're trying to really play off of that and give content for the fans of what's going on with us and keep them updated we had a whole tour plan for the world yeah and we had you know a new album release so um we want to keep that that connection still with fans even though it's really difficult uh, at times uh especially these times so um you know, it's something completely new for us, but we want to keep doing this every Wednesday and make it consistent until things are uh, different. <laughs> well, th- you
1: know that's that, that's really cool as well because it gives you it gives you a focus on on it gives you a, a day to focus and you can spend the rest of the, the the week kind of working towards that as well and 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 exactly. putting it together. So it gives you a focus, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it, it absolutely does. I mean, honestly, when this was all going down I was the last place I wanted to be is in front of my computer and uh to be doing all this stuff like online I was like we spent so much of this time online and doing all this stuff uh before this pandemic was going on so it's just like this is tortured to me to when it first started to, to go back into it you know to go more into sitting around in front of a computer screen, in front of a TV screen, just so many screens, I'm like, I'm losing my mind. Um, but then I started to to turn a lot of those things off in certain periods of the day and get to a certain type of discipline um, because you can go crazy from that lack of discipline, I feel, and becoming, you know, really disarrayed with so many things that are going on, especially with many thoughts that are coming into your mind from that idle position of sitting around at home all day so started developing a routine and changing it every now and then and and getting more focused and centered with the situation
0: yeah
1: i mean it's well it's 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 awesome it really is and i did see that um sepultura wednesday's um uh, article and when you started speaking about it i kind of yeah it it sprung back into my mind, and it's a, it's a great idea, it really is. Um, I mean, I'm in a similar position ourselves, we've had, to, you know, we've had to cancel the tour, first album for 29 years, and we can't tour it. Uh, so, uh, oh, so God, uh, well, so it serves us right for waiting for goddamn long, doesn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and no one could accuse you guys of sitting on your laurels, I mean, you know, your, the, the, the productivity level is just never seems to waver with you guys and um the new album i've got to say that for me is your that's your best work for oh uh, thank you oh man i it, without doubt for me it is for me it sounds like it's uh, and this is th- th- this is genuinely made as a compliment um it sounds <laughs> it, it sounds like it's kind of i would put it between chaos ad and roots it kind of sits that's
2: a big compliment <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good. Yeah. But that, that's where it sits for me, the sound, the the and you and look, you know, one one singer to another. Man, you sound fucking awesome on this. You really do. Oh
2: thank you really appreciate that.
1: Oh mate, I honestly mean, I,
2: I think a goal for, you know, most artists is to really uh, really you know, to evolve, you know, to really grow and, and I felt this is something that's always been happening with, with Sepultura and 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 uh, it's a good feeling, you know, to, to really to be able to look back and, um, at times and, and to, to realize that, you know, that every element, uh, every, every step that was being taken was a process in order to advance and to evolve as a musician. I thought that we're
0: really able to
2: do that, um, you know, over time and, and with this album, it really, you know, rings through.
1: Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's, you know, you're everybody in, you know, everyone's killing it, you know, everyone's crushing it. Um, but the, the, the you know, the concept, the whole concept holds together, the um, the production. Uh, Jens, I want to hear, I, I, I really want to hear what it was like working with Jens actually, because um, he, right. he he mastered our album and we kind of like, I, I can't. Kind of vaguely know him because obviously he mastered our album, but didn't you know work with him in person. What was he
2: like to work with? Like thirty devices going off. At
1: the same <laughs> time. Oh, you know, Joe. I w- I was sat here and I was thinking it serves us both right for sitting here going. You know, as soon as as soon as we that call started, it was like yeah, the technology works. Is all everything's fine. You know, and that was uh, that was that mistake right out the gate. So, yeah, we're, I, so, sorry, where were we? We were talking about, so yes, what was, was it like
2: working with Jens? Jens? Yeah, Jens, I mean, his work ethics are, are, are commendable. You know, it's somebody that really believes in what they're doing. And this is such a great admiration to work with somebody that has these, you know, expires to be the best that he can at, at what he's doing. So I believe that, you know, I can really feel that he was, a part of the band and paying attention to the slightest details I I, I didn't even recognize at, at certain phases um, from him listening to the demos all the way to arriving in Sweden and working with them you know he had like an actual plan in mind you know and he wasn't afraid to state his opinions about uh, producing the album you know and this is these are like qualities that really drew me the ends and, and worked really well uh, with the band, of being able to push and pull um, everything out of us.
1: And that's, and, and that's the, the, the key to any great producer, isn't it? I mean, you know, be, being that, able to...
2: That, that honesty, you know, is really, really important. You know, you're not there immediately to, to make friends, honestly. You know, you're there to have somebody that's like, hey, this is what I feel you need to do. This is my opinion. I've worked this many years. And to be able to trust that person, And then you become friends. So I think after our first time recording with them, we became friends at the recording process and we became better friends. So it made it, it was extremely comfortable to come back to Sweden and work work with them again. Uh, You know, with an album that was different from the last that we worked on, but it was a continuation of, you know, our friendship. And uh, there were a lot of elements that went into working with the ends and, and this is what made it so very special
1: yeah i i'm i mean from the the uh, from our end um our producer Jace was like couldn't believe Jens's approach to mastering and how he and how he does it and oh, he, said, right. he said it's just so unique <laughs> it's not like anything I've ever heard or seen before um
2: oh yeah and, and he, he needs he really wants his hands on every aspect of the creation you yeah. know or he wants producing you know he had to be there for mixing. You know, he had to do the mask. You know, he had to do everything. You know, which was great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, he only. I mean, he he only. I say only, but he only mastered our album. But boy, it was like it was like <laughs> the, it was like the cherry on the cake. I couldn't believe what he did. Oh yeah,
2: he has a great ear. You know, this is something that's extremely important as a producer is to have a phenomenal ear. Um, and and he doesn't burn himself out, which I think is. Uh, another admirable quality you know he has time um, for the studio then he has time for his family then you know he I, I think he's able to balance those times uh, very well um, creating that you know uh, ability to to hear so well you know what's going on
1: yeah and and it, it sounds like um, you know you, as you were saying it's it's for that for that short period of time. He's a member of the band because it's it's as important to him that everything is right and is the way it should be as it is to everyone else in the band.
2: I I agree. I mean, a hundred percent. You know, he he, uh, he he definitely takes on that role, and um, and welcome. You know, it, it's important to have. You know, like I said, this trust issue is, is something that's very important to be able to trust somebody with something that's very personal to you. You know to open up and allow them to come in and um this is something that uh it, it takes time you know to build that type yeah. of a relationship but it was something that happened you know between us
1: well especially when it's something like you said it's, it's 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 very sensitive you know and you've 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 all worked on creating the you know the best thing that you can and um
2: right y- you it's know not even, and, it, and it, a lot of it is coming out of your head you know it's not you have to physically put it on something you know you have to physically lay the tracks down of what you're thinking that's going you know of what how you're hearing it yeah you know? so yeah. You're, you're you're and it's not even the full picture of what you're creating you know it's just i'm i'm, I'm a piece of, of something that's bigger than myself because there's Andreas, there's Aloy, there's Paolo, you know, and there's Jens, you know, their interpretations of the music, their ideas, you know. So it's a mixture of those things. And uh, it, so it becomes something that you never imagined, which is something very beautiful. You know, you have an idea, you have your idea, you put your input in, then it comes out to be something massive. So there's a beauty behind that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, do you... It, it is it is the album what you imagine when you were walking in the studio right did you right. did you did you walk out of the album with did you walk out of the studio with the album that you thought you were gonna make when you walked in the studio
2: wow uh absolutely not but in a way i i no no <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean it was really shocking leaving the studio you know it was it was a, such a, a, an immense feeling of accomplishment. Um, but I never could imagine the album going that way. But, I, but I, I had an idea that I wanted to be great. Of course, you want every album to be great. And you have a, a projection of where it can go. But it, it definitely exceeded uh, the ideas that I had, You know, without a doubt.
1: And that and that's awesome. I mean,
0: do
1: I mean, I, uh, a typical question, uh, you know, apologies because you'll have had this a million times. But um, did you when you when you finished the album, did you think, did you think, right, you, we've got something we've got something special here? You know, I think we've really kind of we've we've topped ourselves this time.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that was the feeling, I think, all around. Um, I guess as the process was going on, and we were the more we were getting into it, you know, being at the studio because I mean a lot of the album of course, was written before we went in, but being able to hear it on that level of you know of a great studio, great sound, um you know everything like uh because we we're doing demos before so everything's kind of like cluttered together, but hearing everything every little detail that a is doing you know hearing certain riffs uh very clearly in a way certain guitars i'm like oh shit you know this is really coming together you know so you can feel the momentum building just get on that wave you know i was like lyrically i was i had a lot of i was in preparation you know a lot of us we had prepared for this um because we knew what we were going to get into and that helped a lot um being able to Go over the rhythm of of, of uh, vocally of where I wanted to place things. Um, it's all done way ahead of time, and, and a lot of it in my head, just from walking around listening to the music for for months.
1: Yeah, and and the, the thing is as well, I think preparation is awesome, but the thing, oh, yeah. you, but you've also got to be a, you've also got to be prepared for so for, to to be challenged, haven't you? And for somebody to turn around and go, yeah, do you know what? I think that, you can do better that's than good that. Point.
2: That, that's a, a, a really good point. You have, you know, the preparation that's, you know, you're doing. You're in your head. You're in your head, your mindset. And then you get together again. This collaboration is something I've always loved about being a musician: is being able to collaborate with other artists. Yeah. And uh, and to be open to that, you know, to be able to even take that positive criticism and go further, you know. And so it's important to be around people that are able to give you this positive criticism that's actually helpful you know explain why this is not good you know give me a reason why you don't like that yinz you know i'd always say that to yinz and be like why don't you like that tape that was amazing and then he'll be able to explain the reason i don't like that tape is because you're taking a breath there i feel you can do it much better yeah um i've heard you do much better you know like pointing out things not just saying it and and letting it go so i think you know that preparation is great book there again challenging yourselves because that's when it, it that's where it really counts you know it's just like okay now we're here you know this is your moment and i and i believe you know finding those moments are, are magical in the studio but it's uh, necessary you know to be able to expand while you're there you know to be like okay let's go further than the thought that i had before you know, four months ago when, in the demo, you know, I want to do something. (laughs) Yeah. The demo's great, you know, because you can get into this whole, man, but but the demo sounded so good because it's
1: so, (laughs) (laughs) that. Yeah, that, that (laughs) classic, (laughs) yeah, there's always somebody in the band who's hooked, who's fucking hung up on the fucking demo. (laughs)
2: And and even producers, we can be like, yeah, it did sound great there, like very natural, very (laughs) just, the moment, and, uh, but you got it, you know, it's, it it can be heartbreak. You, you need to be able to step away from that. You're like, okay, it's not the demo anymore. Yeah, you know, it's beyond. So well, also,
1: well, it's like it's like the old phrase where they're making movies, and it's, sometimes you've got to kill your darlings. You know, and um, right. I mean, my my favorite line of lyrics on our entire album, um, I had to drop what 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 I, what I'd done wasn't working. I had to switch it around and had right. to drop it. But it's just like. You know, if someone's trying to fix something, I've got no problem with that. But if they're trying for the fifth time, it's fucking broken. Let's let's move on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, to get to that move on phase, it's it's not pleasant, but there are those times where it's it's better to move on, you know? Or or it's even better maybe to take a break. And I hate hearing that. Because it it feels like... a feeling of failure you are like Oh, i can't believe i let myself down blah 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 but i realize this happens especially as a a singer um yeah. your your instrument is very um fragile and at the same time very powerful and uh it, it's not the same as other instruments you know it's inside your yeah. body Absolutely. so uh, it can be you know certain days that are better than others of course um, and 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 I actually realized this like I wasn't putting so much pressure on myself when I started watching documentaries with Quincy Jones and the artists that he'd worked with, and he'd be like, "Hey, Whitney, take a break. Today's not your day." I was like, "Damn, Whitney Houston had a day." Or
0: you know, <laughs> or, you know
2: like Michael easy, You know, like each artist has certain you know like you should to stop. From all, pressure. well,
1: do you know what we're all we're all human beings. We're all fallible. Exactly. You know. Um and yeah and it's a really good point you make as well. It's like yeah you know if you guitar if guitarist well this will happen you know your, your guitarist is playing his guitar something breaks someone chucks him another guitar well you know you can't right. you can't do that <laughs> if you're a singer. Um, yeah. You know it's like no operations months of cancellations. You
2: know? Yeah yeah it's it's really tricky and it's also. Can become very psychological you know it's in your head you know it's, yeah i, I mean you, that's yeah, why you you, know, you have like a lot of kids and they're like hey uh or you know it's not many people that i know that are like i want to be a a singer believe it or not they're like i know a lot of people like i would love to sing i'd love to be you know the singer of a band but a front person a singer and a band it's very 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 difficult and and i don't i feel that there's a lot I always feel that I run into people that are like, oh, I want to be a drummer, I want to be a guitarist. I don't run into so many people who want to be a singer because you have to really put yourself out there in a way, you know. Yeah, I think more so than the other musicians because it's coming from your body, you know, like literally from the Ab- inside well, of you projecting that.
1: Absolutely, dude. Well, look, when, when, when my band had 25 years off, I spent 25 years, well, I still do, um, stand-up comedy, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, it's kind of a whole another realm of yeah, putting yourself out there. I <laughs>
1: oh, I know Derek, but th- I know Derek, but think about it. No other members of the band. No other opinions. No other people you've got to run things by. You can just do it. True. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> you know, <Sure>. it's like <laughs> so, you know, my agent gives me a call and, and says, and you, you know, my agent gives me a call and says, do you want to do a gig? I say, where is it? How much? What date? Fine, do it. You know <laughs> you know no no phone calls around everybody has anyone got a holiday? Is anyone holiday there? is it you know it it, it yeah it's a, it's real freedom, but again, there's always a price to pay and that is when you come off stage, yeah. there's no one to celebrate with. you know
2: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah there's just yeah. there's just that other there's,
1: yeah and there's just other comedians who don't want to fucking hear it frankly.
0: Yeah, right,
1: right. right. <laughs> so yeah, oh, I know, right. I, I I do know what you mean, but also as um, uh, when you were saying about um, voice and being um, very personal, obviously I, I know um, I've spoken to producers in the past, and they've said you you know you, it's re- recording with a with a vocalist is is it, you've got to be very sensitive of the fact that you're not telling a guitarist that he's like played that wrong or his fingers. You know, you're 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 talking to somebody about a part of their body you know, this sound is coming out of them. They're not making this up with an instrument, and it makes it that much more personal, and it makes it that much more... um, uh, Well, it makes it that much harder to deal with as a, you know, as a
2: producer. It's a very temperamental instrument, too. I mean, you can have, like, a cold day, a warm day, you know, and it can change up, I mean, dramatically. Um, And a lot of it can be psychological, and, and so to really set that person at ease or or if you are a singer, you know, to put yourself at ease, you know, or practices you have to really, um, it's it's certain things you have to really know before going into the studio and, and and it helps to be able to be focused and to be relaxed as much as possible. Yeah. Um, going into the studio.
0: Yeah. Physically and mentally. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm, um, uh when I, when i was doing the uh, doing our album i cuz i i you know, i always feel like a ton of pressure because invariably you know you're you're one of if not the last person to be laying down your tracks everyone else has done theirs and you know yeah. and they say things like oh time for you to sprinkle some magic on this now and you just think oh fuck off i've got enough pressure in my own head <laughs>
2: Yeah, no. like they're all done. They're like, don't fuck this up.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, that, yeah, that even better, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better be brilliant or don't fuck this up. Um, yeah, but um, but but I have to say, I as much as I, I and I do really love collaborating. I think part of it for me is I'm getting to share the weight. I'm getting to spread the weight with the guy that I'm working with. Because it's kind of, you know, whilst we're True. recording vocals, it's the two of us, you know, and we're, we're knocking stuff backwards and forwards and we're, right. we're working as a team. And that kind of just kind of spreads the load
2: a little bit. Uh, definitely. I, I, I agree. You know, I mean, it, and it also it depends on the type of person the musician is. You know, there are solo artists that are better at just being solo.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah.
2: They're just, it, it makes sense. You know, and then there's other people that, um, co- you know, when they're in a band, then that's or when they're connected with other people, then that's when they really shine.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Now, and and um, I think um, it it is kind of it, it is strange because the dynamic within a band is just right. Like as I'm as I'm always saying to my guys, look, you you, you know, and you guys have obviously toured extensively and spent a lot more time in each other's companies than, 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 than me and my guys but I'm, I'm always keen to say look every day the dynamic in the band is
2: different <laughs>
1: every day, every no, hour
0: this is true, right
2: and every yeah. day is different you know, yeah. every show is different, people always ask that question, do you ever get tired of playing the same songs, so I'm like no this song is never really the same honestly playing in a different venue different crowd, different year you know, different feeling Everything around it is yeah. never the same. It's it's gonna be different and so I am never entirely bored for playing the same song.
0: Absolutely.
2: Um, Absolutely I mean that's you
1: know. why I, that's why I always say about when you get that question which is like, What's your favorite song to play live? And it's like you say a song no. and they and they, you say a song and they, they they say, Oh, but I thought it was so and so and it's like, Well, A, why are you asking me a question you knew the answer to? And B... <laughs> It's it's not that anymore. I'm allowed to change my mind also. It depends what fucking day it is. You know, last last night, you know, it might have been something different.
2: It's true. I mean, a lot of people forget the fact that everyone and everything on this planet is consistently changing every day, every second. You know, molecules, you know, even getting down to science, you know, absolutely. That's the quintessential of life on this earth is change. So it's obvious to me, That you're gonna have an opinion that's different for a song because everything is changing you know it's like your mind is changing your memory is changing of certain events you know you may think of the past in a certain way but it's already changed it's not the same way that it was then you know because of that change that's happening you know it's it's inevitable you know so i find it a, a really simple question, you know, where it's just like, oh, you know, what's your favorite, you know, your favorite song now? I thought it was this. And, you know, it, it's always going to be changing. You know, people ask that about the band. Oh, why does it change here? I mean, for, for us, it's quintessential to change. I think before I was in the band, Sepultura had had that in the DNA to, to want to change, to want to evolve, to want to grow, to move into a different direction, not repeat ourselves, not to do the same things that we've done before. Um, just because that's, that wouldn't be the essence of what the band is. And we wouldn't be where we are now if we were to just sit idle and to do the same things and and, and over again, or try to repeat ourselves, which is impossible.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and I, but, but again, I think, oh, we're going to strain some dodgy waters here, but I'm going to go for it anyway. I felt that, that is what you were talking about, um, and for me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. It was taken out of context by somebody in um, in Max's camp, and, um, oh, right. and 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 you and you you got kind of like dragged into the sunlight and given a kicking. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus! I really didn't think he was. I didn't think it was you. Well,
2: yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it was the interpretation of whoever was reading. Uh, or listening to whatever interview I did, and they got the completely wrong impression. Um, but that's okay. That happens all the time. And so that's why I didn't dive into a response because I was like, well, obviously, it's not what I meant. I, I mean, I'm not going to go and try to defend it. So, Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: the, 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 irony being, the irony being that the response accused you of needing to drum up um, publicity for the album and the response <laughs> drummed up publicity for the album
2: I know. <laughs> I know. It's it's hilarious at times. like the yeah. what goes on in this the scene.
1: <laughs> well yeah absolutely but it's it but it's the same everywhere isn't it it's you know it's like yeah. you know people what people bring to art is 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 gonna is gonna change it because of who they are so you know you you can you can go and see a movie and you can take all of your expectations with you and that could ruin the movie for you or it could make the movie absolutely. for you, you know, it's it's about what you bring to it um, right and i think yeah all yeah. so right you know that was just one of those instances where it was kind of like oh right okay well you you, you've brought that to the party that's not what it meant but
0: (laughs) you know
2: exactly i mean there are a lot of times that uh people are just um you know joining a band you know replacing a a person especially the front person um is one of the most difficult things like switches or changes that can happen in a band yeah. And I wasn't expecting anything to to happen overnight. you know I knew it would take uh years for people to get past the actual change and start to really listen to what's happening in, in that moment um, yeah. so I felt that we had to really to work on that. we had to earn that you know I think the band itself had spent so many years getting to a position where they earned uh the level of respect that they got so i felt the same way we had a new combination of people in the band i felt that we had to, to we're learning this respect again you know like um and it's taken us to where we're at now um where now people can look back and say like oh i see here oh man this is better oh this got better or some people are like this is my favorite and realize everyone has their own opinions but for me personally i feel uh fantastic at the position that we're at um, it's a complete battle and struggle, but it's something that i I, I, I love doing so um, it, there's no negative negativity drawn from that you know being a battle and the struggle. It was something that was really important and needed in order to make it very real um and very truthful the music so
1: yeah and i mean twenty three years in um in sepultura now I mean that's um it's kind of phenomenal because you know I remember at the time. Um, yeah, nobody wanting to try and film Max's shoes, and um, and you just and you came out of nowhere, man. I, was, I'm, I mean, I don't norm. I'll, I'll be completely honest, I don't normally do any research, but um, I uh, I, I did with you because I know, um, I remember back in the day, um, I remember you know your introduction into the band, and there was there was kind of like almost like a very brief sort of biog on you, so I thought I'd just like dig around a bit, and um. And it seemed like you, you were just kind of just, you know, sort of bouncing from project to project, demo to demo, maybe an album here or an album there. and But always with kind of, you know, people who were names or had played in named bands. And you seemed like you were really kind of one of those guys who was on the edge of doing something. And then this just seemed to come along at the right time, certainly from an outsider's point of view. I mean, how did it feel at the time?
2: At the time, it was it was really unbelievable because I hadn't met anybody that uh in that similar situation. I'd only seen um from the outside, being a fan, for example, of Metallica, um, and then they got Jason Newstead and I was like, Oh my god, you know, how's this guy gonna fill Cliff Burton's shoes? How's I don't think this is gonna happen, you know, and uh it just, you know, evolved, evolved. It was evolving, you know, and and, and I was that was from an outside point of view. I was like, oh, that looks really amazing and, and beautiful, <laughs> you know, how their story came together. Hey. Um, but I was I was really unsure, you know. I didn't have that much information as far as... Uh, I wasn't a fanatical Sepultura fan, so maybe that helped. You know, I had a couple albums, and I admired their work. I didn't even know when I joined the band, like, if I saw them on the street, like, who's who? Like, what's his <laughs> name? You know, like, it was. I wasn't, like super fan. I, I'm not going to lie about that. I just admired, you know, the album, like, Arise is the first album that I purchased, uh, the cassette tape, actually. And then after that, um, I loved A D and then Roots, and then I started listening to the, the older stuff. Um, but I didn't realize probably how big um, the situation was, which is good, um, because it started to dawn on me when I went to Brazil and I was like okay this is reality really setting in Um, and seeing how people reacted to them just walking on the street Um, the international market I didn't realize how big it was how big they were you know um, it was still the dawn before everyone had a computer yeah Um, so I so I I wasn't really you know I didn't have the internet to be like oh my god I see their numbers here and how massive they are for me, there are still people calling it Sepultra You know, and they're like, oh, I love the Sepultra band. <laughs> yeah, man, <you> know? <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> so, so it was like really like a disconnect as far as like knowing how massive they were. And, uh, and so that slowly started to dawn upon me. It was like, hey, the first show you're going to do is going to be over 20,000 people. Um, blah, blah, blah. This person's coming there to, to the show. You know, Mike Patton from Vaith No More. Jason's going to fly it out. You know, and then, you know, these things start building up. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this is, this is massive. You know, this is getting bigger and bigger. And, uh, you know, so I kind of went with that, that tidal wave that was happening. I, I, it was the reason, I mean, I was really happy about it because I worked so hard to get to a position of being with the band that was being taken seriously and being heard. So that was the whole point of being, you know, like a, an artist for me. I was like, oh my god, this is my moment. I've been working for this for so long to be in a position where people are gonna really listen to uh, the music that I'm doing within a group, and uh, and so I can't fuck this up. So I just, I've been waiting for. it. I was like, let's do it. Okay, let's. We're gonna tour for two months, three months straight. Okay, let's do it. We're gonna go. Okay, let's do it. You know, I was really open to anything so it was a fantastic feeling of just like not knowing what's going to happen next uh not being concerned with that and just uh going full forward you know you really you
1: just i mean it sounds it sounds like a little bit of the kind of of that sort of the arrogance of youth as well just like fucking i'm just i'm just gonna have this
2: (laughs) (laughs) this is a great point. Yes,
1: because <laughs> na- na-
2: youth where it's like, I don't give a fuck. just go for
1: it, dude. You get, dude. You get that. You get, that offer, get offered that job now. You spend two days thinking about how it could all go wrong, and then you turn it down.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're
2: you're you're so right. You know, it's like to be in that mindset of like openness and open-mindedness is a youth is so inspiring, and and so it's something that I, I feel that. Most adults can, you know, that's a part of their youth that they can actually, should bring along, you know. It's something very important to have that. Um, Of course, you become wary of certain situations and things like that, becoming educated about certain situations that would be better for you or not, but sometimes you overthink things, but it was very simple, you know. It was like, here is a band that's, you know, has a a lot of success, um, very serious musicians, and uh, very talented musicians, and it's like, do you want to play with them? Do you want to be around that that scene? It's like, uh, yes, sign me up. I do. <laughs> and uh, it was, you know, I I honestly would probably do the same today. Um, I try to keep that youthful openness, you know, around me um, to a, to a certain degree.
1: Yeah, well, I'm 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 very much the same, and I'm always saying, you know, whenever whenever people use oh, you know, oh, my age, oh, I can't, oh, my... And I always say, look, you don't use age. Age is not an excuse to not do something. Age is the reason to do it.
2: Absolutely. That's... that's, Wow, I'm going to have to use that. That It totally makes sense.
1: Yeah. It's exactly that. It's exactly that. Um, You know, it's... if you see, that's just a mindset. I know, age—you know—age is not a number because when I jump up in the air and land, it hurts now. It never used to, so it's not just a fucking number, right? But you—you you, you can let it eat away at you, and but then—but then again, you know what? We've all got those friends who've been old for fucking
2: years. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you <laughs> definitely do. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, it's important to really step out of the box, you know, I, I say this all the time. Um, it's, it's something that's difficult for everyone, you know, for myself, you know, for example, I, um, you know, to look at certain situations where it's like, you know what, you, you may not be seeing it because you're a part of it, but when you have certain people around you who are very positive or good in your life, they can point out certain things that you may not see, um, you know, there were people that were around me they were like, Hey, I can't believe that you're like massive size. Um, you, you work out, you're, you stay in shape and, and you're, you're a vegan. You have a plant-based diet for, you know, over 20 something years. It's like, man, you should talk about that. And, and uh, maybe even have a show, you know, like a TV show. And then I thought about it and they're like, ah, it's like, I definitely don't want to be a host, blah, blah, blah. And, and then I was like, you know what, why not, you know? And so I, I developed an idea called Highway to Health, and it's a TV show with me and a, uh, a other a co-host, and her name is Tanya O'Callaghan. She's also a musician. She's from Ireland, born in Ireland, and um, she lives in L.A. And, um, and so she's also plant-based, lifestyle, And we got together and created the show, Highway to Health. And it's basically talking about being musicians, being on the road, seeing how the changes have been happening throughout the years with uh, plant-based food, um, with sustainability of the planet, not only food, but just in general, people being aware of what's going on around them and how to make things better Um, and and the changes that have radically been happening and so. And, and to break stereotypes, you know, this was an idea also of breaking the stereotypes that exist around so many different things in our lives that people are bombarded with on TV. And I've seen so much of this crap on TV and watching these shows. I'm like, I never want to watch that show. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You know, why are, Why isn't there better content? And, and that also is a, a reason for me to want to do this program highway to health is because the content i wanted to have better content from what i've been seeing those shows that are consistently showing people in amazing places around the world traveling which is great but places I would never be able to afford uh, things i would never eat things that are very unhealthy you know like elaborate you know display of just like oh yeah we're gonna cut this open here and just you know really on the level of just like arrogance and just like it just wasn't really me it wasn't really speaking to me and i felt that there was a lot of people out there that felt the same way and so i wanted to create this type of show where it's not only it's not only dealing with plant-based people the the idea of the show is to actually get people who aren't into the show yeah and so then we're not preaching to people we're just we have guests that aren't um, vegans or, or vegetarians, you know, we have people on the show who eat meat, you know That's what the show is geared towards people just to change their mind Maybe change one meal in a day. Maybe it will end up being one day. They're not eating meat You know to slowly take those steps to realize that there's other things out there You know, there's other things that are happening in, in order to improve the planet to educate people on certain things But in a fun way and so that's what this program was about and we're able to to really raise awareness of what's happening. And I, and I think it's a, a really good approach not to go in the preachy way of trying to get people to do certain things, twist their arm, and to really just show the reality of the situations of going on. Like, I have a lot of friends that uh, that eat meat, and, and, and they're open to changing their diet. And that's, that's a start, you know, to really show, like, that's commendable. You know, you have one day... Or uh, maybe that, or maybe one day you're thinking about plastic and you're one day, you know, just because a lot of people have a disconnect with any of this and, and they have no idea how this is important, but we're going to be able to show that to them on this, on this program. And, uh, it's going really well, you know, we're able to, the more people, uh, we talk about it and the more people we're able to interview, um, and, and hopefully it will get bigger and bigger.
1: So what, um, uh, how would people see this, um, see this program? What, what? Is it on regular TV, the internet, or how do people
2: get to it? So so where we're at right now, the process is that we were able, before this pandemic was happening, we're able to collect uh, quite a bit of material, uh, enough for at least a season uh, uh, for this program. Um, So our idea is that we have everything. We're editing everything down um, ourselves. We have a production team that are out of Dublin and uh that we work with and and so our plan is to to get all set up and ready and then we're going to sell this to a network
0: right um, okay cool
2: and, and, and so we we wanted to have everything done before going to a network because we yeah. already tried the approach of having everything on a script on paper yeah, yeah. and they do t- visually they weren't really seeing it you know they weren't they were able to like it's a great idea there there are no shows like this um but they, you know, we really wanted to, to have them visually see it, and 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 so we did everything ourselves. You know, we traveled, um, we interviewed different uh, celebrities and people that we knew um, that were keen to do it. Um, we have a variety of guests from the CEO of Ford Motors of South America to wow. a UFC uh, fighter from Brazil, you know, and the, and the guy that's the CEO of Ford Motors, South America, he's, he's Irish. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a connect with everything and it has to do with either music that me, Tanya and my co-host and I have been involved with. It's all connected with music. Somehow we know these people in a weird way, but it, it's a, a variety of different people. And, uh, and so the idea is to sell it to a network and, and then create another, a second season. Uh, we'll have time to do that. Um, because we, you know, we've already recorded so much material now, but hopefully, you know, we we, we have all the platforms, social media of like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, and we're and we're growing that. But once it's sold, um, we'll be able to to start promotion of how to watch it, where to watch it, and um, but it's coming very soon, so we're in that process right now.
1: Oh, that's that is awesome, and and really um. Uh, and really kind of, um, well, just kind of trailblazing, I guess. And and also, look, I totally recognise what you've done there as well. What you've done is you've recorded the album and you're going to shop the album. That way, no label gets to fucking mess with
2: it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And this is something that we didn't want them, yeah, screwing up with the vision that we had of the oh, actual yeah. show. So it's like, this is it, it's done. You know, there's not, you know, you can't, with the material that you have, you know, it would be really hard for you to, to screw it up. So let's do it ourselves. You know, it's just, it makes it much easier also for it to be sold because honestly, you know, these people, you know, a lot of them are just really into to money and numbers yeah. and uh, the, you know, we're the artists and we're creating this vision, So it's up to us to really, uh, to do our best and even with the limited amount of, of of funding, you know, this, this is something that was very interesting that we, we had to go out and get that money from people who were really advocates in creating a better planet. And so they were, you know, if you're able to communicate what it is that you, that you want to produce, um, you can get people that are involved um, to, to donate even. And so we're able to get those donations that, that helped so much and to getting the the proper uh, equipment, uh, (laughs) being able to provide for the tickets and and for the minimal of creating something that looks good, you know, because we just didn't want to do it half-assed. We wanted to look, you know, very uh, professional in the eye of anyone watching it. So, like I said, it's not a show that's primarily for for plant-based people or Vegans, you know, and and it, it's it's a show for everyone, but primarily for people who aren't, you know, just sort of it's just like they have a lot of questions, a lot of friends, a lot of people ask me like, how about this? What about shopping? What about you know the cost of this? How do you make this? Bubble, you know a million? How do you get your protein? You know how is? It? I just thought about all those different questions, and I was like, I'm gonna ask those questions as as if I were those people, like a meat eater, like. You know, I I, I want to you know go in every direction, and so um, I think it will be really a fascinating show for for everyone, not just plant based people. That's awesome.
1: That's all, and and it's it's great that you that that you know that that you have this um this potential. Well, you have this passion, but this potential other career and whole other life um, outside of the band as well.
2: Oh yeah, I think it it actually helps. You know, it, oh god it's really, yeah we're going to be able to, to, it's great to be able to step aside a little bit from music and to do other things, other projects, but it's also still connected in many ways, because we're going to be able to show backstage, be able to show catering, to, you know, show the lifestyle of, of people on the road, and, and how you're able to eat, and, and to eat well, you know, how you're able to stay healthy, you know, the, you know just to really show the vision uh, of what's actually happening you know to break again those stereotypes it's like everyone's drinking everyone's getting fucked up and i was like no those days have <laughs> changed you know there are people that still do that but there's a lot less because there's a lot more at stake you know there's people's health they have families you know they want to keep the, the business going so you, you have to to live well you know you i mean in order for that to succeed and survive so
1: well, you know what? Uh, ultimately, in our in our younger days, we were mixing we were mixing metal with punk and with hardcore, and now we get a little bit older. We're mixing, you know, some veganism and TV with our with with our band. You know, it's just
2: right. Prune juice and <laughs> yeah, it's the... and yoga mat, you know, before a show. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, man, it's the it's the it's the, uh, it's the logical conclusion. You know, it's the natural the natural progression. But um, it's but it and it's all about you know staying healthy and as we were talking about earlier when you know when you when when you are a vocalist and I totally agree with the stuff you were saying about the the psychology and it getting in your head um, that you know you've got to you've got to stay healthy you've got to be uh, you've got to be on it you really have
2: yeah um, I mean if, if you want to really uh, be able to excel especially a live performance I mean that's where you know for us it's it's extremely important to be able to perform live you know that's that's our our passion is to be on stage yeah in order to be on stage it feels good to be healthy on stage it does not feel good (laughs) you know i I mean you won't continue so long if you're getting fucked up all the time you know that that will die very quickly
1: absolutely and um That whole, you know, well, that whole lifestyle just kind of seems really sort of dated now. You know, it's like. I I believe
2: so, yeah. Completely played.
1: Yeah. And and, and then, I mean, you've only got to watch The Dirt on Netflix and go like, yeah, God, that does not actually look like fun.
2: (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Not being able to remember certain details of the past and just getting completely shit-faced every day. No, it's not fun. It definitely all catches up.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know? Waking up in the morning and trying to remember whether it was your wife or your girlfriend you punched in the face. Oh, Jesus
2: Christ! Yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll give that. Oh, all those days. <laughs> the good old days, I believe they're called. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah, the good, the good old days when you could actually play live shows. They were fun, weren't they? Um, oh, God. But um, it, it. I mean. It's funny when you're talking about a crowd and live audience as well. I mean, I, I, I've been approached by a few promoters um, who are doing comedy shows online. Um, and I, I was just like, dude, I'm sorry, but I have no interest in doing that whatsoever. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I love doing stand up. I love doing comedy. But do you know what? What I love is I love communicating it with my audience and getting that getting that laughter back and and it's it's all about it's all about what's going on in the room and stand up in my front room in front of a camera is that's just i'm just recording my own mental illness <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like you're doing a personal diary
1: yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> trying to do trying to do a gig to a camera to a load of people who are sat in their homes you know i, I, like,
2: I feel the same way i i i don't Want to do that? <laughs> I didn't get into music to do that. You know, I—it's the most heartbreaking thing realizing that uh, once this pandemic started, that uh, I wouldn't be able to do the thing that I love so much, which is to perform in front of people. Yeah, um, it, live audience. You know, it—it's it's just there's nothing like it. And I agree that energy you get with being in that room—it's—it's. It's, you know, it can't be replaced by a, a computer. You know, absolutely, just...
1: absolutely, and that, and that, the, uh, to that point, you speak to anybody who's who's been to a gig, and then it's absolutely blown them away, and then they try and find oh, you, yeah. and they try and find YouTube videos of the gig and go, yeah, it's just, it's not the same, is it? It's like, well, yeah, it duh,
2: never be the same. <laughs> Definitely not. I mean that that feeling of, of being around other people. You know, there is a, an energy level. You know humanity, I mean, humans need to be around other people. That's how we survive um, from birth. You know, we need human contact. And, uh, and being at a show is, is definitely a lot of contact. You know, it's a lot of visually, you know, physically, uh, smells and, and sound. I mean, it's hitting all the senses, yeah. you know, and, not, and it makes it stand so well in your mind. Um, and it's so important, you know, especially as an artist, and actually as a fan. You know, it's like I I miss that. You know, it's never going to be the same watching a concert online and, and being in front. You know, of a of a stage. You know, the, it, it's, there's no comparison.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I completely agree. And and the thing is, as well, is it's um it's it's an unknown amount of time until we're going to get to do that again because it, it's just. You know, depending on the size of the size of events, Um, you know, we need we need a vaccine. You know, because because sure. you know, big gigs, these big these big arenas. You know, Tommy Lee going on about you know we oh we we still want to make this tour happen. It ain't happening, dude. You're not playing <laughs> fucking arenas in June.
2: Are you mad? No, no, no. Arenas in June, and and, and this is that's a fantasy. You know, it, it's yeah. Okay. Everything has changed now, and so it's, that adaption is something that has to that's set in. You know, I realize now that okay, we're going to have to do you know things differently, and so uh, doing sepal Wednesday, sepal Cuatro yeah. is a way of doing things differently, and um, you know, it's it's an adjustment. It's not adjustment that I I want to do. But I, I'm willing to do it because I, I definitely want to stay connected, and there is a level of uh, of, of being this level of connection through uh, the digital world. You know, of course, I can't deny that telephones and yeah. and everything that existed, that's been created. You know, it's great. You know, I wouldn't want to change that, but. Uh, as long as I know it's temporary
1: that's okay <laughs> yeah man I, well yeah how long it's going to be we don't know but yeah I totally agree and do you know what bringing it back to Sepultura Wednesday is is a nice way to wrap it up although don't go anywhere because I've got some fan questions for you um, okay. but it's a nice way to wrap it up because I got an email from someone you know today and okay. I am interviewing them next week and then uh, basically it's Andrea's Um, All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm obviously I'm going to put the two of you onto a onto the well, basically it'll be a sepultura special, Um, and the podcast comes out on a Friday. But if you want to, if you just want to package it up with all of your other content and just you know stick it out somewhere on a Wednesday, then I'll I'll move it to a Wednesday.
2: Oh, that would be great. Yeah,
1: that'd be cool, man. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: All right, well, 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 look, for now, don't go anywhere. But, um, okay. Thank you very much for your time. That is the main interview over. I'm going to do some fan questions now, but uh, Derek, thank you so uh, hey, much. Hey,
2: thank you. Thank you for, for having me.
1: Pleasure. And normally that is where the podcast would end because the fan questions are for patrons, subscribers, as I mentioned earlier about Patreon and the support podcast link um, in the description of the podcast. And so normally they would get this next section as their own uh, podcast to hear their own questions answered. So that's the kind of thing that you can do. If you if you sign up at Patreon, please feel free to, to join us over there and you can ask uh, questions of your favorite guests had everybody on from scotty into max caviera to fish from marillion you name it um they they've all been on so anyway i am now going to deliver you the uh, patreon questions also at the beginning of the interview with with derek there um i was talking about the lockdown video that that my band did um uh, that derek had seen um and i'm going to put a link to that in the podcaster's uh description as well so you can click on that and uh, and go straight to that video and check it out if you want so this is not normally what you'd hear. This would normally be just for the patrons, but because it is a special, you get to hear the fan questions as well.
2: Why wouldn't they be?
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That was um, that was strangely James Bond, actually. Um,
2: yeah, I was trying my
0: best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, look, I've got well. Your best is indeed good enough. So, um, here we go. Right. Um, Popular man. The, that the question
2: are. is uh, which James Bond though. Oh it was yeah. Hon- <laughs> well
1: Yeah, I mean I I because there there was talk of Idris Elba being the next James Bond and that didn't yeah, happen. That's right. Um Watch. Uh yeah, I I have got to admit I'm I am i am a bit of a Daniel Craig groupie, but you know. Right, all
2: right. It's okay. No shame <laughs>
1: there. Right. Um, right. Here we go. Right. First question is from Stuart Chalmers. Stuart says, Sepultura have done some interesting uh, cover versions like Bauhaus, Prodigy, Public Enemy. What's been your favourite and what ones um, uh, would you still like to do?
2: Well, Stuart, to answer your question there, mate. <laughs> Do you like my change-up in voice just to make it a little interesting?
1: It was like James Bond was in the room. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I, I think it's a challenge to do covers. Uh, I like to make them sepulterize, these types of covers that we do, you know, give it that sepulter flavor.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah.
2: And I like to do songs that aren't the same style of music that we do, or at least in the in the metal world. I think that.
1: Oh, absolutely,
2: yeah. A lot of fun to do and much more of a challenge. But, um, but, also,
1: but favorite... also, I, I saw you cut across you there. Do you know what I really like? I really like the idea of taking a song that's, you know, new wave, pop, whatever, right. and dragging it across into our genre and going, it's ours now.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a fun challenge because there's a lot of music that I admire that isn't metal, of course, and, and a lot of different genres of music that I... That they're inspiring, um, and so I just don't want people to think, which they do. A lot of people either, in general, are like oh, you either like metal or you or you don't, or, or you don't, or you either like metal or you can't like hip hop and you can't like this yeah. which is ridiculous. Um, but for me, the favorite cover song that we we've done um, would be Massive Attack. Um, I, I'm a huge fan. Of massive attack, I always have been, and it was great to be able to bring up that as a you know a, a group to cover and have everyone into it as far as in the band. So we did that cover, and what was really cool is that uh, we had no expectations from I I I, just, I had no expectations that it would ever be used for anything, or it was just like a lot of fun to do, and it's on an album that we did called. Um revolution song, so we did a bunch of covers, like yes. you were saying public Enemy but the massive attack cover was a lot of fun and years later, um people started writing something online about oh man, who is is a show that with Kevin bacon um the following I think it's called
0: oh um, right, i have yeah.
2: never seen it. And they were telling me, like, oh, man, it's a simple tourist song that's on. I was like, get out of here. And so I went to listen. It was the Massive Attack cover that we did. And um, a lot of people were asking, who's doing this song? And they had no idea it was us. And so that was a pretty cool uh, feeling, knowing that it was used years later. Um, People had no idea who was doing it. And... To realize they were like wow I didn't realize that simple tour are capable of doing such a uh, diverse cover you know so it was it was a lot of fun to do that
0: that
1: was all aw- that, that was awesome man and um, and Stuart also says that um, he loved the Bauhaus cover as well great version ah
2: yeah I mean uh-huh. I think a lot of these versions it's like for I think a lot of hardcore fans would really know these uh, I would love for people to, more people to be able to hear these covers, but um it's always fun to to do them, you know, especially like I said, to do groups that people wouldn't expect us to do
1: dude you're talking to you're talking to a man who um who posted a video with Suzanne Vega in it last week, and you should see what the Suzanne Vega fans thought of our version <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
1: oh. I think uh, yeah, I think it woke a few of them up
2: oh nice. <laughs> Well, hopefully
1: there's some positive. Oh man, do, do you know what? Do, do you know what? It was it was universally positive, but uh, but, those, yeah, that's great. But, but those that didn't like it really didn't like it. Um, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, we have got a question from Stephen Smith. Stephen says, um, "How long? Uh, oh, how long, or how many years did it take for you to truly settle into Sepultura and to think you and to think of yourself?" That, um as being home at home in the lineup.
0: Hmm.
2: It's a good question. It is. I've heard this ask, uh I've heard this question asked to uh, Richard or Roger Daltrey of the Who, and it took him some time. <laughs> I was like, hmm, I had no idea." Um. It definitely. I would have to say. Probably on nation, the second album, because I was there for the recording process uh, of, of everything and from the writing process uh, from the very beginning. Um, with Against, I wasn't there for the writing process at the very beginning, and and a little bit of the recording process I missed. Um, so I felt completely, you know, because I was able to to... To really uh, give my input at the very beginning um, of a song, you know, in the writing process. And um, and so I, I felt 100% with that and, and really relaxed after. Because we had already done a tour uh, around the world. We had done tons of interviews. We had already recorded. So it was starting fresh. So I, I believe on the Nation album was when I felt uh, definitely 100% in the band.
0: Cool.
1: Right. Okay. Thank you. Um, well, Stephen has got another question for you. When Derek is on tour in the UK, does he ever eat British food or go to pubs or restaurants? Um, and if so, what does he think?
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> You, okay? You want you want to hear the truth? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's 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 okay. It's okay, man. No one loves British food. I was I was talking to nah. I was talking to Jimmy Degrasso last night, and um, he said, Do "You know what I really miss about London?" I was like, "No," and he said, "Indian curry." And I was like, "Yeah, it's not uh, fucking it. It's not fucking English food, is it? It's
0: Indian curry."
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 he's got a good point. Yeah. Um, no, I think there's great food in the UK. I, I think there's it's gotten better. Yeah, It's been advancing, it's, it's been evolving Yeah, in, in many, many ways, so I'm not gonna uh, be negative about it. Um, I'm always discovering new places. I, I do I have a plant-based lifestyle, so I'm always searching out new places. Um, I don't have any at the top of my head uh, names of places, but it's always a surprise um, to come to the UK and to see the, the the evolution that's taking place so we'll definitely do an episode on highway to health um there in uh in the UK um showing Oh awesome the changes just what's been happening because I know there's a lot of uh, negativity that uh the UK get for you
0: know for yeah. food Oh yeah <laughs> and,
1: yeah uh, yeah we <laughs> we well you know uh, when when we're, we're making things called spotted dick, so I mean it's our own fault, really, isn't it? We don't...
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean that name doesn't help. Yeah. Well, but, the, uh... the, the thing
1: is, as well, is if, you, if you've ever seen spotted dick, you know where it got. I, I you, you know where it got its fucking name from.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, geez. <laughs> Jeez. It's so appealing and appetising, in fact.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, let, I'll tell you what. Let, let's move on. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, we've got Nick Russell. Nick Russell says, um, "Hello, Nick. Hello, Nick. Do you ever? Hello, I don't know why I'm doing the accent. Jesus. Um, um, do you ever? It's like um, it's welcome. It's Derek Green, the famous, famous vegan singer with Sepultura and Man of a Thousand Voices." Um, <laughs> here we go, Nick Russell Do you ever get annoyed that the band Haven't got the fair recognition They deserve for producing great albums From raw back onwards compared with their peers Dante, Alex And Kairos are an amazing three album run That many would struggle to match Along with the excellent qu- uh, Quadra as well So He's obviously a big fan, but wants to know if you um, if you get annoyed that the band don't get their their fair recognition that they deserve for producing such
2: great God damn right, I get annoyed. <laughs> 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 Next question. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, no, yeah, I do. It, it can be annoying, but you know, not everybody's gonna like everything that you do. I already knew that um, from the first day I started music and. And it didn't bother me. It was just a, a, a realization of of humanity. Not everybody's going to like everything that you do, and I'm okay with that. And I yeah. think everybody should be okay. not everybody's supposed to like everything that you do anyway. Um, so everybody has their own taste. Uh, what's important is to really stick to what you believe. you know that that's something that's we've always done. Um, we've always stuck to. How we're feeling and how it makes us feel that's more realistic than to think about things that you can't really change Uh, and and you definitely uh, need to just I mean for us we just always stay focused and and been happy with what we've been able to create and we've been able to, to move forward with those creations you know every one of those albums have uh, such a, a big meaning to us. And there's always room for people to discover these albums still. People are consistently rediscovering music. Myself, I'm a big fan of music and there's a lot of things that I, I never listened to and I'm going back and listening to my first time that have probably been out for years and I didn't know about it. And then it's like, oh, and now this is my favorite thing. So this can happen and, uh, and it does happen. So, yeah, it's okay, you know. I'm okay with it.
1: <laughs> cool, man, cool. Um, well, Nick, Nick has another question, which is what are your influences, and is there anyone you are listening to at the moment that you would recommend?
2: All right, all right. Well, then, let's get on with it. Uh, let's see. I mean, my biggest influences are people who are very positive, people that have a very strong, positive mental attitude. The, Whatever it is that they're doing, you know, I like to be around those type of people. You know, I'm always influenced and they actually draw my ear, um, whether whatever it is, uh, not only musicians, but artists or people that are doing things that are uh, extraordinary and, and they're very good at doing that or whatever it is that they possibly are doing. But I like to be around those, those type of people with this positive energy Stay away from negative people um, because yeah. they're consistently draining, draining, draining you all the time. Negative, pe- um, negative so- people
1: never get anything done. Positive people get things done. Um, yes. You know, no, no one's. There's never, ever, ever been a world leader who has been negative. Do you know what I mean? Right. There's never there's no, no no world <laughs> leader ever ever went. This country of ours, it's all right, isn't it? You know, you're right? yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind living somewhere else. It's okay.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> but it is. You're so.
1: You're is- so right. Negative people are like a cancer that you need to cut out of oh, your life.
2: Absolutely, I, I stay far away, and I like to be around people who are very mindful. You know, people who are very caring. Um, people are very empathetic with with the world around them. You know, I mean, this is something that's very important. I feel. Um, and it opens so many doors and it changes so many things, uh, around us to, uh, to a better place when you have very thoughtful, mindful and empathetic people. Uh, that, and, and if you add positivity on top of that, you know, these are the biggest influences for me, um, you know, people who are able to not only to, you know, by, by doing these, these acts by living their life this way, you know, so, um, you know, I look up to people that are able to do those, those, those things, you know, and, um, and I can learn from them, you know, so those type of people are always a big influence. They could either be a musician, an architect, you know, a designer, um, you know, a chef, uh, for me, it's such a wide variety, but this,
0: you
2: know, those are the pillars that are uh, admirable
1: to me. I, I, I'm. I, it's it, that's a really good answer. I, I, was asked that question recently, and I found it really tough to answer. And um, uh, I, I, had, I think I ended up going with like you know sports people who I find incredibly um oh, yeah. inspiring. Also, because I do stand up as well. When I, when I started doing stand up, I was already a fan of boxing, but I kind of really got into boxing just purely yeah. from that. There is no team; there is only me. Oh yeah, bad
2: thing I. Huge fan of sports.
1: Oh, hang on. <laughs> fucking hell, of course. Ali, Jesus
2: Christ. <laughs> yeah.
1: We never even got to talk
2: about that. <laughs> I know. It's like, Shit. man, I mean, that huge, was... I mean, it played such a big part in my life, sports. And, and I never imagined that they would. Um, but I, I think the importance of it is is really not looked at all the time and passed up. Um, oh.
1: Man, sport sport is life. There is not a lesson that you cannot learn through sport that will not help you through life. I, I agree with you, that. You know, 100%. it's... It, it, it's uh, and this is what, you know, uh, uh, ultimately, I know there's all these tales of non-competitive sport in schools and things like that, and it's like, well, guess what? Those same <laughs> kids are going to leave school, go to a job interview, and find out that, that not everyone gets a fucking job.
0: Right,
1: right. <laughs> but um, yeah, sport, man. I mean, I, so look, let's let's do the Ali thing because I read those lyrics. I mean, I'm, I'm huge. Mm-hmm. For, I'm, oh, like okay. I said, the album so far is at number one in my album of the year list. Um, uh, I got you know, I went out, got the CD, the lot, poured over the lyrics, just like the old days. It was, I found it a right. really inspiring oh, cool. listen, man. Honestly, it's the Is truly the most inspiring metal album I have heard in a long, long time, Um, and uh, and the song "Ali," being a huge boxing fan myself as well, I was just like, "Oh man, this just gets better," (laughs) you know. This is like really cool. Sorry, go go for it.
2: Oh no, no, I'm sorry. It was really a cool idea that Andreas brought up about. um, You know, it was it was really funny because it was just like, "Hey, why don't we do?" about Ali, like a song about Ali. And I was like, I, I can definitely get my head around that. And it was like, for sure. I was like, what are, you know, the aspects he was like, okay, let's look at his life, you know, from the, from the very beginning to the end, he's he was a phenomenal person, not only for his boxing, you know? And so then doing a lot more research of what I, I knew so much about him, but I wanted to do a lot more research. It was just really great to go in depth, um, just watching his, you know, watching him on TV and doing his interviews and uh, it, 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 the impact that he had on my parents as well. You know, the, the, my father was a huge fan. And and, the, and he had such an impact on not only the black community in America, but I realized, you know, it was all over the world internationally as I got older and started traveling and realizing it's like, man, this, was like, Ali is just, he spoke to so many people and it wasn't only his fighting, you know, it was just his being, you know, so it was this commendable person that I, we wanted to write about and And, and I took it from the phase of him as being young, angry, you know, wanting to destroy every opponent, uh, opponent in front of him and and being able to do that, to become the world champion, then like at the peak of his career to leave all that. And then possibly go to jail for his beliefs. You know, there, I don't know. I mean, there's not many people that would do that. You know, it was literally the peak of his career. You know, it was unbelievable timing. But he was really like, okay, I'm going to put that aside. And what I stand for is much more important. And it was, it was so admirable, you know, to see this. And then even to the phase of the Olympics and him with the torch shaking you know from his his disease you know being able to 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 get to that point you know it's just incredible still being so inspirational you know it's just unbelievable life
1: yeah i and, and uh, the thing is he's the most he just trans well he just transcends sport you know the name oh uh, yeah absolutely. the name the name muhammad absolutely. ali well he's he basically he's the greatest ever sports per- he was he was voted uh, there was a there was a you know th- when the millennium was going there was always the, you know there was always these fucking you know thing what's been the best of the millennium and he was voted the, the greatest sports person of the millennium but he'll probably be the greatest sports person of all time forever
2: yeah
0: because I don't, much so I, I, for
1: I, don't, I don't i don't mean, i don't see <laughs> i don't see anyone achieving nah. anywhere near what he achieved
2: i thought it was like mind blowing mind blowing Truly, uh,
1: truly. Well, let's get let's the get back to he, he
2: was in, you know?
1: Oh well, he, I mean, he, he he faced you know, obviously he faced depression. He faced racism. He refused to go to war. I mean, everyone look back, looks back now and goes, "Oh, the great Muhammad Ali." And you think, "Yeah, the world didn't always see him
2: like that." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that's what's so admirable. Despite all the shit that he was getting, he remained positive. You know, amongst all that, you know, it's just like it's uh, commendable.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Well, look, let, let's get back to these questions. And fun, fun, okay. funnily enough, here's a here's a classic on the back of all of that. What's your favourite song to sing live? <laughs> <laughs> uh, great, great question, Carl. Oh, great question.
2: It's a perfect question. Um, God. Well, we talked about this a little bit, but I don't know, it depends on the day. It depends on the mood. You know, it's it's hard to say. Um it's been a while since we played live, so I can't really <laughs> say what <laughs> But I, I, I guess it would have to be uh isolation now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That was one of the last things I remember playing live from the new album that it just felt so good to play that live. We played at Rock and Rio and that was Uh, mind-blowing for the first time we played that song so um it still gives me goosebumps thinking about it and then and then we also played it live for a special show we did for hellfest like an introduction to the festival just for uh reporters and uh, a few fans we did a special show so that was the last time playing that song live and it was a good feeling (laughs) my favorite
1: Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, uh, the other question is, um, well, and, uh, I'm, I'm not going to read the whole of the question, but basically um, uh, it would appear this guy had um, had tickets for uh, for your show in June. Any, um, I mean, at the moment, any idea what's what's happening um, as regards um, rescheduling? I mean, I know I've spoken to a lot of people recently and, and nobody knows when to reschedule anything for.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's where we're at because, I mean, when you think about it, it hasn't been that long. It may seem like a long time that it, all this has happened, um, but it's still relatively early. Um, like you're saying, there's no vaccine, yeah. um, so that has a huge implication on being able to play live. Um, it, 2021 is the only time frame or reference i can think of to, yeah. to be fair that it will be happening so we we'll have to reschedule all this stuff for next year and see how that goes
1: uh, we're saying exactly the same mid to late 2021 um, yeah you know fingers crossed um okay well there's your answer carl uh th- right two questions from mark pensum and then um i can let you go first up mark pensum says love the new album um, are you playing much guitar? And did you contribute on the on the riff front at all, um, or were you more focused on the lyrics?
2: I was always focused on the lyrics. I haven't played guitar in, in Sepultura for quite some time. Right. I think the last introduction of me giving ideas or or, or things happened with Roarback, um, and. And then after that, I started to really focus on uh, vocals. So um, it's, it was such a great process this time because we had time to do a lot of things. So the preparation I was saying is super important, but it was great to have that amount of time to put lyrics and everything together. So it's it's really challenging. I was never a guitar player like I'm a guitarist. I was always a vocalist. I played guitar because I needed to, um, I, and I had to for survival. Of even writing ideas that I wanted to do. So uh, I don't know. I, I think it's important to be able to be into your instrument that you're doing. I'm really into vocals. I think there's so much more I can do with my vocals, um, and so I want to stay focused with that. I was. I can play guitar. I can, but I'm not really playing it. You know, I'm not like a player like Andreas. Is a player, you know. He is an artist that plays guitar. Yeah, he's practicing.
1: He's playing everything. it, and you, he's playing it, and you're getting away with it.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't want to be the guy just getting away with it, just for you know. If I'm gonna play, yeah. I want to play. You know? Yeah, so absolutely. If I sing, I want to really sing. So oh, we, we, we got a little bit.
1: We got a little everything. bit of studio voice in there, didn't we? We got a little. We got a little bit of a sing. The singing voice nearly came through there, didn't it? <laughs>
0: Did. Oh fuck did. me! There it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, do you know what? By the way, I've totally forgotten. We um we played with you at Hammerfest in Wales. Um, nice. I think. Oh, it was, wow, I love Wales. Yeah, that was about eighteen months ago. It was the weird one. It was in um it was in the middle of a um a holiday village, so it was in the middle of all like, wow. caravans and shit like that. Um, but. Um, but anyway, look, here is your, your final question. Mark okay, says, right. is there a song on Quadra that you're particularly pleased with your performance on?
2: I'm particularly pleased with... Okay, so one... Um, yes. i um, particularly pleased about... Agony of Defeat.
0: Ooh, right.
2: Yeah, that was a really challenging song because I I loved it from the first time I was hearing it and and I felt it was just such a dramatic song. Um, And and, and the topic of it was very dramatic. And uh, I I just wanted, you know, in my head, I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to sing this because it's so Uh, intense. But uh, in the end, it was great getting to the studio and, and being able to, where it wasn't, what I was thinking would be like the hardest song. Um, it ended up being very uh, joyful to sing that <laughs> and to do it. And, and, and to have it completed, I was just very happy.
1: Do you know, um, I, yeah, do you know what, I, I, I agree. I know exactly what you've gone through there. You've been, you've been kind of dreading doing a song and then when you've got yeah. into it, you've actually started enjoying it and actually surprised yourself.
2: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That feeling, you know, it's wonderful.
1: Oh um, man, what isn't it? How
2: was I thinking about you know? Like, why was I beating myself up about nothing?
1: Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. And then, and for, well, for me, it's always the it's always the stuff that I just think I'm going to smash out of the park and is dead simple. And then, like you know, however many hours, <laughs> however many hours later, I'm going. Why
2: do we have to fucking do this song? Yeah, that is the that's the cursory when you're like, <laughs> oh, this one's an easy one. This one shouldn't be hard. Yeah, that's when. Always, always
1: ends up being the hardest. Yes, and some, some, someone in the studio somewhere says this one's actually more complicated than you first realise, and you think, yeah, fuck, I know, I know. Um, and finally, we've got a, we've got a message from Scott Bamford that says, "Damn, I missed the deadline." Just as well, the other patrons stepped up with some excellent questions. So, um, so that was Scott Bamford. He, he says hello. That's about it, really.
2: Awesome. Hello, hello there. Hello, <laughs> Scott. Um,
1: so so I um, yeah I've got a chat with um uh, Andreas next week um and I'll Excellent. um I'll I'll put the podcast together and um let's yeah let's I, like I said if I it, however you want to do it I'll ping you it all if yeah. you want to sling it out on a Wednesday that would be really cool um and uh, Yeah let you know, us
2: know. Yeah and I'll we get will, it, uh... we'll do it
1: across all our socials I'll get it across the band socials as well and we'll uh, we'll make a we'll make a oh yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll try and hijack your Wednesday
0: <laughs> It'll be a- good luck.
1: <laughs> oh, Derek Man, it's been an absolute blast. I look forward to playing right. you- I look forward to playing a show with you in some far flung field in the middle of fucking nowhere sometime soon. Right on, Howard. I can't wait.
2: <laughs>
1: on, It'll be good fun. I'm looking forward to it. All
2: right. Thanks again, man. Take care.
1: Absolute pleasure. Have a Take great care. day, man.
2: Alright, you too. Take
1: care. Bye bye. I mean, if that is not the most fun that you can have doing a podcast... And there you go. I've left that little bit on the end there because that is genuinely how I felt having done the interview and how I still feel listening back to it. Um, just a, an absolute blast. Um, uh, a lovely guy and and just a, a, a delight to chat with, really. We just... We were all over the map talking about all sorts of stuff. Well, you know, you were listening. You heard the interview. Um, And sometimes interviews go like that. You know, it just opens up as a conversation and you're able to just get, you know, get to places that that maybe you don't really get to get to with all of your guests. So I'm making a bit of a mess of this, but um, you just heard, you heard the full interview. You heard the questions. Uh, I mean, what a lovely guy. What a great album. I, I mean I've just I've really really enjoyed doing these um, I'm really excited about you guys hearing it I'm excited about you hearing the one with Andreas in a couple of weeks and the one with Jens a couple of weeks after that um, so it's all really exciting feel free to join the podcast come and join me on the podcast on Patreon um, I'm on Podbean you can find me on Twitter Talking Bollocks you can find us on Facebook Talking Bollocks there's a Talking Bollocks YouTube channel Um I'm pretty much everywhere with this ear podcast. And if you like thrash metal, then everyone has been on. Well, not everybody, but, you know, you get the gist. So um, thank you very much for, for listening. I look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Wherever you are in the world, whatever's going on with you and however things are affecting you at the moment, take care, be safe, and before I forget... Please do subscribe to the podcast to make sure you get the next couple of Sepultura specials and all of the podcasts I've got coming up, including an exclusive interview with the one and only legendary producer, Randy Burns, which is an absolute... Oh, it was so much fun. Anyway, please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, uh, and you I will just drop into your uh, player no matter what. Every month there are two podcasts coming your way and all of the Sepultura specials. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or watch on YouTube, whatever you want to do, whatever you're doing, look after yourselves and I'll speak to you soon.